This is Meg Tilton at the Egg Cow Life, episode number 70, Thought Boundaries. This is the Egg Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome today, everybody. I am so glad you're here and that you are listening to the podcast this week. Once again, episode 70. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh, I'm so amazed at myself quite frankly. (laughs) I have kept at it. I have brought you a podcast every Monday for at least 70 Mondays. There's a couple extra episodes in there, of course, because I have Cup of Joel and um, I did a series of interviews for one of my sections one time. So, but still 70. That's amazing. And I am going to give a shout out to somebody who left me a review. I'm up to 26 reviews. Can we get it to 30 people by Christmas? Can I just ask that I get 30? That's all I want. Four more. That's it. And if you did more than that, oh my gosh, I'd be blown away, right? But I loved this in, this review that somebody gave, and it's by MDGHJVDFGYJFD. I can't even say it. It's not even a word I can say, but... If you're out there, M-D-G-H-J-V-D-F-G-Y-J-F-D, thank you so much. And this is what they said. I love listening to Meg's inspiring messages and words of encouragement. Her relaxed, down-to-earth manner has a way of making you feel like you are just chatting with your best friend. No judgment, just love, understanding, and encouragement. After listening, I always feel uplifted and motivated to improve and believe in myself. Thanks, Meg. Love it. Thank you so much. So if you have a review and you like that, please hop on over to iTunes and leave me a review. And if you don't have a review like that, but you still think the podcast is amazing, you can just leave a star review. You don't even have to write anything. But if you write something, that's great because that's how it gets out to everyone. And I would be eternally grateful to you for leaving a review. So thank you. Thank you. M D G H J V D F G Y J F D. (laughs) I'm getting good at it. I can say it pretty fast. Okay. All right. It's the week of Thanksgiving. My parents are here. We are gearing up to have some friends over. It's going to be kind of a little bit more low key and, but I'm excited. I love Thanksgiving. I think it's probably my favorite holiday. I'd have to say, I just love this time of year and it's great. So I hope you all have a great Thanksgiving or have had a great Thanksgiving if you're listening to this um, after Thanksgiving. All right. So today we are going to talk about thought boundaries, and I'm really excited to share this with you. So I have talked about boundaries before and the importance of boundaries in our lives And that kind of can seem really easy. Boundaries may seem pretty clear, but when it comes to our thoughts and the ability to be able to adopt new thoughts that serve us better and get us different results, 
thought boundaries are a little bit vague. And so I'm hoping to give you a little bit more concrete visualization of what I'm talking about or what I think is necessary for you to have really great thoughts in your life. I don't know about you, but I actually really like boundaries. They make me feel safe and secure and they create very defined limits and expectations in my life and everybody around me. And so when I'm in a situation where there's not really clear boundaries, I kind of don't like that very much. I like to be free to make my own decisions, but I like to be very clear as to what the expectations of other people are. And I'm not second guessing myself and them because that's when we get into a lot of trouble. And maybe you're like me, maybe you like boundaries, but maybe you don't. Maybe you're a person that's really free spirited and just wants to do whatever. And maybe you think that they are restrictive and that they force you to do things you don't want to, and they may limit you in some way. But boundaries are a lot like commandments, right? We often refer to commandments as boundaries, actually, when we talk about it in the gospel. And if we're able to look at commandments and have had experience with commandments and keeping commandments and maybe sometimes breaking commandments and seeing the consequences of that, we can see where they are put in place to protect us. So boundaries are just like that. I mean, commandments are God's boundaries, right? So that's what I'm going to talk about today is not God's commandments as boundaries, but boundaries in terms of our thoughts. So in past episodes, I've actually talked about boundaries and I talked about our dog, Nestle, who's the big chocolate curly haired standard poodle that we have, who I adore. I love that dog and how we have set up boundaries for him. And we have an electric fence that allows him to go outside and to roam in a very specified space in our yard. And it also allows me to not have to worry about him. So he can go outside and I'm not, he's not on a leash. He can kind of run at his will, but he's confined in the space that he's allowed to be in. And I can shut the front door and walk away and go do something else and know that he'll still be there when I get back because he... Uh, respects those boundaries and uh, lives by those boundaries and usually most of the time does not run outside those boundaries. We have had a couple of times and it causes a lot of stress and a lot of upheaval in my life because I have to go running usually barefoot with my kids trailing behind me after this dog, right? And hoping he doesn't get hit by a car. So while we may think that boundaries are confining in many ways, boundaries really liberate us. And we can look in our society today and we will find boundaries everywhere. I think a lot of boundaries exist that maybe you haven't even noticed, but I have a feeling that if those boundaries were gone, you would have a lot of second thoughts about how much you actually liked those boundaries and how they have kept you safe and in a good place and how you wish that the boundaries were perhaps back in place. So I want you to just think about the mess that it would be if we didn't have boundaries when it came to say things like our personal property and our homes, like if people were just walking in and out. I remember seeing the movie Lincoln about Abraham Lincoln. It was out several years ago. But one of the most astonishing things to me in that movie was there were no boundaries when it came to people who were in the White House. Like 
there were animals in the White House. There were all these people. Like, he had, like, no private space, it seemed like. So can you imagine your house being like that, where there's not a boundary, like, that people don't wouldn't understand, like, hey, this is the door. Like, you're not allowed in unless I invite you in. So our homes definitely create a boundary. We have boundaries put in place for how we drive with, you know, light signals, stop signs, yield signs, uh, traffic lines, um, laws of which side we drive on, you know, just certain things like that. There are certain boundaries put in place in our driving. There's boundaries in our workplaces for safety and job security. I was just at our local grocery store and it changed hands. And so they're putting up a new sign today and they have this cordoned off area where I couldn't walk because they were on this like scaffolding. It wasn't scaffolding. It was like an electric arm that they could go up and hang this new sign. Well, they could drop the sign by accident, right? And so they wanted to make sure that there was a boundary that I knew that I shouldn't enter. So in case that happened, I wouldn't get squashed by the new schnooks sign. That's the name of the grocery store. So boundaries are really, really good. We should like boundaries. But when it comes to our thoughts, we get a little bit freaked out by boundaries. I think partly because we don't think it's possible and partly because we don't want to be controlled in our thoughts. But like I was saying and trying to prove to you earlier, boundaries are really good and they are especially, especially good when it comes to your thoughts. So the imagery I'm going to create for you today is actually of creating what I'm going to call a thought house in your head. So I want you to think of your thoughts and the thoughts that you're going to allow in and the thoughts that you're going to allow out coming in and out of a house in your head, basically. So just hang with me a little bit and kind of go with it as I'm trying to explain this a little bit better. We would all agree, of course, and this is why I want to use this imagery, that a house, an outer shell of a house is a huge barrier, right? We all live in homes and the outer shell is a huge barrier from the elements outside, from anybody who wants to get in. And it's also a barrier that helps keep my kids contained, right? Especially when they're little and they're trying to run away and kill themselves all the time. Like I can keep them confined with barriers, not only by just the shell of my house, but also by the windows that are in there, the walls that are up in my home, the doors that I have, the closets that I have. There's tons of barriers also within our homes that help create order and help maintain safety. So we have the outer shell and then we have the inner workings of a home that are all boundaries. And the same can go on in your head in regards to your thoughts. Now, I have to thank one of my clients for this podcast because on a session last week, she asked me a very important question. She asked me how she was supposed to go about thinking new thoughts. It's a really great question. And it's one that I wish more people would ask. Honestly, I wish my clients would ask this. They don't ask it very often, but that is the basis for everything. Because if you're going to work with me and you're going to get a coach and you want to see real changes and real differences in your life and see different results that come about, you have 
to change your thoughts. And I know that that seems so simple and easy, but it's not. It's not easy because most of us have not created healthy and strong boundaries when it comes to what we think. Most of us believe that we are controlled by our feelings, and that is correct. Our feelings are what drive our actions. But before we have any feeling produced, we have a thought. So if you want to feel and then act differently, you have to think differently. And here's what I want you to visualize when it comes to your thought boundaries. I want you to think of an old rundown house that you have seen somewhere, like in a field, driving along the road, wherever you've seen. We've all seen some rundown house that used to be gorgeous, we're sure, but now it's absolutely in shambles. Now, what if you were to get out of your car and you were to step inside? What would it look like and be like in there? Are there broken windows, creaky floors, mice scurrying across the floor, doors off their hinges, dirt and mold on the walls? Is the faucet in the kitchen broken? What does it look like inside? And what is the temperature like inside? Right now, where I am, it's pretty cold. So I can imagine that it would be freezing inside, but maybe you're imagining it in the summer. Is it hot and stinky and smelly inside? Now, it's clear that while there is still a form of some protection in this rundown home, it has become subject to the elements outside of the house and they are causing it to deteriorate inside the house. Okay? So now I want you to think about a house that you have been in that is really well made and it's lived in by an owner that takes really good care of it. As you step inside this house, you notice that there are big, beautiful windows that are intact and clean and allow you to enjoy the view outside. You notice that the floors are a beautiful wood that are rich chocolate brown and solid when you walk on them. The house is clean with beautiful furniture to sit on. There is a lovely scent that is wafing through the house of freshly baked chocolate chip cookies in the air, and the temperature in the house is comfortable and inviting from the outside world. This house is not only a protection from the outside elements, but it is pleasant to be in, and it is one that you want to stay in for as long as possible. Okay, have you ever been in a house like that? Hopefully it's your own house, right? But I know, I go into people's homes and I'm like, I just love this home. It's comfortable. I want to stay here, right? Now, I believe that this visual exercise was pretty easy for you to do because all of us have been in, or at least seen on TV, homes that are severely run down, that are basically uninhabitable. And then we have seen homes that are gorgeous and inviting and somewhere we'd want to stay and love to be. And in addition to these two extreme examples, there are also homes where we've been in that run the gamut between the two, right? So we've seen both extremes and then we know everything in the middle. Now, I want you to equate this to the houses we have in our brains where our thoughts dwell. 
What kind of house do your thoughts dwell in? I would say that the majority of us have pretty probably poorly constructed houses in our brains that hold and protect our thoughts. Now, what this means is that the figurative cracks in the windows and the leaky door frames exist when it comes to our thoughts. There may be holes in our thought floors and in our thought ceilings. And when this is the state of our thought house, thoughts will come in and out very easily and we have very little control over them and they're not boundaried. And so we are at the effect of those thoughts. This looks like us letting easily in thoughts like, I don't matter, or I'm not good enough, or I will never succeed. And it's much harder to hold on to thoughts like, I'm amazing and I can do anything I put my mind to, or this learning process is all part of getting to where I want to go, or my worth is set and nothing I do or do not do will change that right? So when we have really poorly constructed thought houses, the bad ones just seem to take residence, right? And the good ones are like, well, I'm going to go find somebody else who's actually going to give me a good place to sit down because I'm worth this, you know, I'm worth a really good place to be. But we are the ones that are able to control that. So if you have a poorly constructed house, On the flip side, there are probably some of you who have really well-constructed thought houses and you are able to easily believe the thoughts of, I'm amazing and can do anything I want to put my mind to, or this learning process is all part of getting to where I want to go, or my worth is set and nothing I do or do not do will change that. And when you have a thought house that houses those kind of thoughts and is constructed and boundaried for them, then it's very rare for you to have thoughts of, I don't matter, or I'm not good enough, or I will never succeed, or I'm worthless, enter your house, right? Because you've boundaried yourself very well. So here's the trick. How do you go from having maybe a ramshackle house to having a mansion that's very well taken care of and really a greatly built home? Here it is. The people that live in really tight, well-made thought houses practice and practice and practice what thoughts they will let in and what thoughts they won't. So they are constantly working on this house. They are vigilant about anything they let in and anything they let out. Now, it's very important that I note here that these people who have really tight thought houses that have really good thought boundaries when it comes to their thoughts are not people that don't have thoughts that are negative ever. Of course, they have negative thoughts, right? But they are choosing and practicing over and over and over again as to whether or not they are going to let those thoughts into their mind. What I'm saying is that they don't let them into their thought houses because they have practiced not answering the front door of their thought house and then letting them in whenever any thought knocks. The negative thoughts stay outside and the positive thoughts are welcomed in. 
Over time, as they have practiced more and more, they have created impenetrable boundaries that keep the negative thoughts out and the positive ones in. So I want you to imagine this. If you were to go to your front door and there was some unkempt individual on your doorstep yelling and screaming and demanding to come in, would you let them in? No, of course not. You would not let them in. You would most likely slam the door, lock it, and call the police, right? That's what most of us would do. That's what I would do at least. But far too many of us do not do this with our thoughts. So many of our thoughts are like an unkempt individual on our doorstep screaming and yelling and demanding to come in. They come a knocking and instead of doing the rational thing of closing the door and saying, bye-bye, I'm not going to believe you today, we let them in and we let them walk all over our house and we let them trash it as they go. Do you see the insanity of that? Now, I don't want you to get discouraged if you are feeling like your thought house is a run-down shell of a house that maybe you see at the beginning of hopefully what's one of your favorite shows, Fixer Upper, right? With Chip and Joanna Gaines, right? They take shells of houses at the beginning and do amazing things with them. But here is the good news for you today. I'm your Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's why you get a coach. That is why you have a coach come into your life and help you take out your cracked windows and replace them with beautiful ones. I go through your house and I help you find the reasons you have creaks in your floors and I teach you how to button up a hole in your roof. I do this by showing you the current state of your house and your thoughts And then showing you that there is a much better version of your thought house out there. It's available to everybody. Because thoughts that will serve you better and get you the results that you want are the ones you need to find, right? And here's then what I do. I show you what you're thinking. I show you what your thought house looks like. And I offer you new thoughts or I hope you come up with new ones on your own. And then you get to go practice those thoughts. It's basically like I give you a new window and then you get to decide if you want to replace the old one with the new one. Is it easy? No. Is it work? Yes. Is it worth it? Most definitely. Just like on the show Fixer Upper, where the Gaines are able to take some pretty, sorry, pathetic looking houses and transform them into beautiful homes that we all want to be in, your thought house can be transformed as well. It is amazing. I see this happen with so many of my clients and it is incredible to see. People that I thought, ah, you know, this might be a little too far gone, I don't know, have literally transformed into beautiful homes all by doing their thought work. Their thought houses have blossomed and just become beautiful, just like on the show Fixer Upper. So in terms of being a woman who is trying to go after her passion outside of motherhood, do you find yourself sometimes wanting to do that, but you just don't know where to start? Do you know you have something to offer the world, but are letting a list of all the what ifs and should have stop you from even stepping on the path? 
Are you letting self-doubt consume you and keep you from your dreams? Are you afraid that by developing yourself and going after your dreams that you are going to negatively affect your family and children in some way? If thoughts like these are running your life or any negative thought for that matter, then you are living in what I'm going to call a thought shack. And I'm here to tell you that there is a thought mansion out there and it is 100% possible to get. Even if you're lucky enough to be living in a thought mansion, I bet there are still places that need a little bit of work, right? Or something updated. I cannot tell you how many times I have talked to people and told them what I do and almost 90% of the time, they will come back and tell me something along the lines of, well, everybody needs a coach in their life. And I'm like, yeah, everybody should have a coach. Even I have a coach, right? I have a coach because there are thoughts that I need cleaning up. There are cracked windows in my thought house. There are creaky floors. Everybody needs a coach. So if you're thinking of what you want for Christmas this year, and you just are like, I have everything, I guarantee you could have a better thought house. So this is where you need to come talk with me. Now, does maybe working on this thought house, I mean, I know if you were to look at like a shell of a house and just be like, oh my gosh, there is so much work to do. It seems impossible and it's so overwhelming. Are you feeling like that? That is again where I come in. That's why those people hire Chip and Joanna Gaines when they're looking at this ramshackle house is because Chip and Joanna Gaines know what to do. That's where I come in. I know what to do. I know how to help you. I know how to guide you. The only thing you need to do is show up and I take it from there. So in the show notes today, I have included a link for a free coaching session with me. And I'm taking a limit of five women who sign up between today, which is November 19th, and Friday, November 23rd, which is Black Friday. Okay, this is my early Black Friday gift for five of you. So if you're listening between the 19th and the 23rd of November 2018, then go onto the show notes and go to that link and sign up for a free hour of coaching. It will be amazing. And I can't wait to talk with you because I don't want you to be sitting on the fence anymore about coaching, number one. I want you to experience it firsthand, and I want you to get solid thought houses in your head. I want you to be creating beautiful things in your life just by what you are allowing and creating in your brain. Because everything that you see outside of yourself, the world that you see around us, the results that you see in your life, all has to do with what you're thinking in your head. Okay. So don't hesitate. Give yourself this gift this holiday season. Jump on there and sign up before they're filled up because I only have five spots. Now you don't have to have the coaching session between the 19th and the 23rd. You just have to sign up between these dates. So just go on there and schedule a date. You can schedule it in December. If your December is really crazy, you can just schedule it in January. But I really want to have those out there and I want to give those as gifts to you. So make sure that you get on there and schedule. All right, everybody. I hope you have an amazing Thanksgiving. I hope you eat lots of turkey and that you go into a tryptophan coma. 
because that's the best. And I hope you eat lots of pie too, because that's the best too. My favorite pie, cherry pie. It's so good. And I can't wait to have it. So have a great week, everybody. And I will see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Are you still there? I hope you are. I hope you listened through my awesome music that comes on at the end of each of my podcasts because I have a special request. This coming Saturday, I will be recording December's Cup of Joel with my friend Joel Harper. And we have been doing this for over a year now. And I know Joel would love to have viewer fan mail. So if you would write me an email about Joel and the cup of Joel and why you like it and why you love Joel and why you love that series that I bring to you every month, I would really appreciate it. You can send all emails to me at meg at the eightcowlife.com and it would be an early Christmas present for our friend Joel. And if you don't love Joel, then you haven't listened to a cup of Joel because I don't know how you can't love Joel when you listen to it. All right. So he would love that so much. So hop on over and shoot me an email so that I can read all of his viewer and fan mail to him this Saturday. Thanks. Bye-bye.